Well, happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there. And a huge welcome to all of our guests that have joined us across the city of Ottawa, across the nation of Canada, and even around the world. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. Well, this past week, I asked Evelyn if she had any advice for me for this Mother's Day message. She looked at me and she said, Mark, whatever you do, be sincere. You've got to be sincere when you share this message. She said, secondly, be short. She said, people want to put on the barbecue. They want to honor their mom. They want to have a family meal. And then she said, finally, be seated. Land that plane. Well, in conclusion, let's close in prayer. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How many people are ready for God's word? Are you ready for God's word? Well, we are in our Proximity Sermon series. And today is the last message in the series. Proximity means to get close to someone or something. And today, in this final message, I want to talk to you and unpack for you on the subject of redeeming honor. You see, as you get close to God, you learn that you need to honor God. And one of the ways to honor God is to honor those that he has placed in authority over your lives. Well, today in this Mother's Day message, I want to talk to you about honoring your parents. Let's be honest, sometimes it's easy to honor your parents when your parents are honorable. Sometimes it's really difficult to honor your parents because of stuff that has happened and, and it's difficult and there's layers to it. How do you honor your parents when honor is difficult? Or maybe your parents have passed away. How do I honor my parents when they have passed away? Well, Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and verse 3. And he reflects back on one of the Ten Commandments. Not a suggestion, but a commandment. And he said, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. I mean, Paul is teaching us here that we need to honor our parents. And when we honor our parents, our quality of life, our goodness of life gets better. Because you see, honor always elevates. And dishonor always decimates. I want your life to move to a higher level, to a greater dimension. And I want you and I to grow in honor. And so today, we want to redeem honor and zero in on how can we honor our parents. Well, in this message today, I want to unpack this theme, and I want to answer today three questions. The first question is, why did God give this commandment? There's probably many reasons, but let me give you three reasons why God has given us this commandment of honoring our parents. So number one, there are no perfect parents. I'm a parent. I'm not perfect. My parents weren't perfect, and my grandparents weren't perfect, and my children, our son's a parent, and, and our daughters, if they become a parent, they will not be perfect. Every single one of us is flawed. Nobody is perfect. But you see, whether your parents are good or bad or indifferent, it's not an excuse to not honor them. I've discovered that honor is all about honoring the position of parenthood, not the performance of parenthood. Many people get tripped up on this. They think, well, I can only honor them if they're a good parent. But no, no, the Bible calls us to honor them regardless. Honor is about honoring the position 
of parenthood, not the performance of parenthood. All of us are flawed and we need to honor. Number two, this one's obvious. You wouldn't be alive without your parents. Turn to your neighbor, turn to your family member beside you and say, our pastor has a firm grasp on the obvious. You see, it's true. You would have for your parents. God chose your parents to be the ones to bring you into this world. And so we can honor our parents because we wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for our parents. But then it's number three. God chose your parents' DNA to make you the unique person that you are. God took the DNA of your father and the DNA of your mother and that wove together in the hands of God and God made you the unique person that you are. There is nobody else on planet earth like you. After God made you, he threw away the mold. There's nobody on earth like you and if you don't be you, who else will be you? Some of you are watching today and thinking, Mark, I wasn't planned. My parents didn't plan me. Friends, your parents may not have planned you, but God has planned you. Nobody is an accident. Nobody is a mistake. Well, David picked this up in Psalm 139. He said, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. He said, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You see, God has made you on purpose and for a purpose. So God has used the DNA of your parents to make you the unique person that you are. And you would be alive today if it wasn't for your parents. And every single parent is flawed. Those are three reasons why I think God gave us this commandment. Well, the second question I want to answer today, number two, is what are the many kinds of moms? Well, I took out a paper this week and wrote down a, a bunch of different kinds of moms that there are, and I wrote down 13, and since I penned these notes, I, I thought of number 14, but let me walk through them. Number one, biological moms. Some of you ladies today, you're a mom because you've given birth to a child or to children. Evelyn, my wife, comes from a family of 12 kids. Yes, my mother-in-law gave birth to 12 children. I wanna give a virtual high five to all you mothers out there that gave birth to a child. And let me speak on my gender, and I think I'm right on this, guys. If it was up to men to give birth to children, planet Earth, would be very small in population. So a virtual high five to all you biological moms. Well, then there's number two, adoptive moms. And some of you moms and dads, you've adopted a child. You, you brought someone into your home, into your family, and you become their forever family. For those of you who know me, you know that I have twin sisters and my twin sisters are adopted. And People ask me from time to time, what's it like to have adopted siblings? You might understand this answer. I look at these people and say, I don't understand the question. Well, I wanna encourage you to consider adoption. 
Our children's pastor, Pastor Shelley, and her husband, Clive, have adopted three amazing children, and they're doing incredible as parents, and I honor them as adoptive mom and adoptive dad, and maybe that's something you're considering. You want to know the process and the ins and outs. You can connect with our children's pastor, and she can give you some insights on this. But then there's number three, foster moms. Yes, some of you ladies today, you're a foster mom and you've got a, an infant in your care for a, a season of time and we honor you today. One of our pastors, Pastor Brad, and his wife, Ricky, recently have became foster parents and you can reach out to them and they can give you the ins and outs of fostering is something that you are considering. Then there's number four, single moms. We have many single moms in our church. And some of you are single moms because the father of your child was never there from the get-go. Some of you are single moms because your spouse passed away. Some of you are single moms because of divorce or, or separation, or maybe you need to take the child or children out of the environment of the home because it was abusive. I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to raise a child on your own, especially during this COVID season. I want you to know, single moms, we love you. And we, this past week, reached out to the single solo moms and our solo moms group, and we created some baskets and some gifts and dropped them off at their homes. And some of you let us know of other single moms in our church, and we were able to reach out to those single moms and, and bless them. And we thank the Lord for that. And then number five, step moms. Yes, maybe you're in a blended family. And maybe you stepped into a marriage and you became a stepmom to your spouse's child or children. And, and it's difficult and hard to figure out that role. Well, we've got a life group for blended families. Let it help you as you grow as a stepmom. Well, number six, maybe you never thought of this, an anti-mom. Yes, anti. An anti-mom is, is, is a mom who's brought into their care the child or the children of one of their siblings. And they're now the anti-mom and we honor you. Number seven, the guardian mom. You're not related, but you've got the legal care, the legal guardianship of a child or children. And we honor you today, you guardian moms. And then number eight, grandmoms. Yes. Woo. Way to go, grandmoms. Some of you are grandma. Some of you are great grandma. And some of you are great, great grandma. And you can tell me how many grandchildren you have. Great grandmas, grandmas, and great-great-grandmas. And then there's number nine, spiritual moms. Some of you, you've moved to Ottawa from another city, another country, another province, and, and you miss your biological mom, but there's someone in the church that's become like your spiritual mom, and you're grateful for them. And then number 10, mentoring moms. I mean, the book of Titus teaches us that the, that the senior ladies, the more experienced ladies, to pour into the younger ladies. And I love when, when a more seasoned mom mentors a younger mom. Some of you, you're a mentoring mom. And then there's number 11, future moms. Maybe you're married and you're gonna have a child someday, or, or maybe you're, you're a teenage girl and you're not married yet, and someday you'll get married and you'll be a future mom. You're a future mom. But then there's number 12, a want-to-be mom. 
I wanna slow down and be sensitive to that because there's some of you watching today and, and for one reason or another in your marriage, you've been not able to conceive and Mother's Day is difficult and, and it smacks in your face that you do not have a child and you want to be a mom. Well, that's your desire. My prayer for you and your husband is that God would do a miracle and God would bring conception to you and God would strengthen you on this Mother's Day. But then there's number 13, maybe a category you never thought of, a choose not to be mom. Yes, we have ladies in our church, they're married, and for one reason or another, they've chosen not to be a mom. We honor you today as well. Well, I was driving today, and as I'm in my car, I, I thought about a number 14, a category of mom that I, that I didn't think of, and it's, it's what I will call the used to be mom. And there's some of you ladies today, you're watching and you used to be a mom and your child or your children have passed away by accident or by disease and they, they passed away. And today is difficult. I know you're not supposed to bury a child and, and Mother's Day today is hard for you because you used to be a mom, but your child or children have passed away. There's others of you today, you used to be a mom, but you, you had a miscarriage. I don't want to minimize the pain and the, the difficulty of miscarriage. I can't imagine how hard that is for you. But I know this because we believe that life begins at conception. We know that though you had a miscarriage, you have a child in heaven that you're going to see again. Then probably a more touchy category of a used to be mom is a mom who's had an abortion. And maybe that's you, and maybe you were forced into an abortion or you chose an abortion, and, and today is difficult and you're feeling the weight and the guilt and the pain. My prayer is that God would step in and, and strengthen you and help you through that journey to bring healing in your hearts. But perhaps you're watching today and you're pregnant and you're gonna give birth to a child and you're considering abortion. I wanna encourage you, don't choose abortion. Reach out to us. Let us help you to help that child inside of you come into this world and let us help you. We can share with you the options on that. But before I move to our final point today, I want to give a virtual high five to all of the moms out there. We love you and we honor you on this Mother's Day. Well, I want to take you to number three. And for a few moments, I want to take you now to the practical part of this message. And, and the question is, is, is this. The question that we want to address now is, how do you honor your parents at every stage of life? I mean, how do you honor your parents? Because this commandment is a lifelong commandment for you to honor your mother and father. How do you honor them, even when honor becomes difficult, even when your parent has passed away. How do you honor at every stage and age of life? Well, let me break this into three parts. Number one, I want to talk to you for a moment about, about the children. So as a child, you honor your parents by obeying them, obeying them, obeying them willingly, obeying them freely, obeying them obediently by obeying your parents. I mean, the first covering of authority that God places over your life once you were born is the umbrella or the covering of parenthoods. 
And we've learned today that you honor the position of parenthood, even when it's difficult to honor because the performance of parenthood isn't good. But, but you're, you're taught in the Bible to, as a child to, to obey your parents. You know, sometimes I meet adults and this is what they say to me, I'm not gonna let anybody tell me what to do. I meet people that struggle with every authority of life. They struggle with the governmental authority. They struggle with the parental authority. They struggle with the educational authority. They struggle with the pastoral authority. And you see, in your home is the beginning of how you learn to come under the authority over you. And if you can learn to honor as a child, it will affect and influence how you relate and respond to the other authorities in life. So if you're watching today and you find yourself saying, I'm not gonna listen to anyone, nobody's gonna tell me what to do. I don't answer to man, I answer to God. I've heard people say that. I think there's a wound, I think there's a hurt, I think there's a brokenness. I think something went wrong probably early in life and, and you need to let God heal you because, because once you grow in this honoring in life of those that are authority over you, it releases blessing and it elevates you to a greater spiritual level. But when you dishonor, it decimates and children learn how to relate and respond to every other authority of life and how they learn to respond and relate to the authority of their parents. So children obey. What does the Bible say? Ephesians 6, 1, children, obey your parents. This is the right thing to do because God has placed them in authority over you. Well, I wanna give you an example of this. It's in, the, it's in the life of Jesus. And Jesus is just a young child. We're gonna read this in Luke chapter two. And his mom and dad brought him to the Passover in Jerusalem and they've left the Passover and they're on their way back and they're traveling as a large family and cousins and aunts and uncles and there's a whole group of them and they're a day's journey and they realize, where's Jesus? So they travel a day journey back, they go back and, and, and they search for him for a day and finally they find Jesus. Look at verse 48, Luke two. When his parents saw him, they were astonished and his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Put yourself in Mary's shoes. It was, it was tough. It was rough. I want you to look at verse 49. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Verse 50. But they did not understand what he was saying to them. But look at verse 51. And then he, Jesus, went to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. So how do our children Honor the parents by obeying them. Well, number two, I, I want to talk to you about youth and, and young adults. How does youth and young adults honor their parents? Well, well, there's two things I want to share with you. Number one, youth and young adults, you honor, honor your parents by, by respecting them, respecting them. Let me give you a few scriptures here on, on respect. Leviticus 19.3, each of you must respect your father and mother. How about Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9, moreover, we have all human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. Let me give you three ways that you can respect your parents. Number one, by accepting. You respect by accept. I mean, by the time you become a teenager, you realize your parents aren't perfect. You know they're not perfect. You know they're flawed. But accept them. Accept them that God has placed them 
as parents over you didn't choose your parents but God chose your parents accept them for who they are and, and then and then forgive them for their flaws why do you forgive them because there will come a day in your life that you will need forgiveness and then respect them in your words don't call your father the old man don't call your mom the old lady learn to respect them learn to understand that God has place them in your life and, and, and when you accept them and forgive them and respect them in your words, you're learning to respect and honor your parents. But there's another way of how you can honor your parents as a youth or a young adult by, by listening to them. I mean, they know a lot more than you realize. Some of you are thinking, my parents are so broken. What good do they have to offer to me? Well, I was thinking about the, the, the alarm clock, you know, the wind-up alarm clock. Even a broken alarm clock gets the time right twice a day. Think that one over, you'll get it. Your parents might be wrong on many ways of how they've been raising you, but they're not wrong in every area. Listen to them. I wish I had time to give you all the scriptures, but Proverbs 13.1 says, A wise son heeds or listens to his father's instruction, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. Let me take you to Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs is written by, by this guy Solomon, and he's got some wise words. Who was his dad? David. David wasn't a perfect father. He said in Proverbs 23, 22, listen to your father who gave you life. Look at Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 down to verse 23. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light. And correction and instruction are the way of life. You see, the pastor that I am today has been shaped by my parents. I learned so much from my parents. And how they have raised me has shaped me. And I honor them today. I honor my mother today, who's 85 years of age, living in my home city of Cambridge. And even today, I think of my father, who's passed away years ago, and he's in heaven. I'm grateful for my parents. And we need to learn to honor them as youth and teens by respecting them and by listening to them. Well, I want to take you to the, to the third and the final category, which most of you, you're adults. And my question is, how do you honor your parents as an adult? I want to give you two things. Number one, by appreciating them, appreciating them. Proverbs 23, 22 says, when your mother is old, show her your appreciation. Leviticus 19, 32 says, stand up in the presence of the age and show respect to the elderly. I mean, you go back to the ancient Hebrew culture, they figured out how to honor the elderly, especially aging parents. And in our North American culture, we're not as good at honoring the elderly, but we need to. And some of you adults, you're in that sandwich generation. You've got children who are dependent on you and you've got aging parents that are dependent on you. How do you honor them? By appreciating them. Appreciate them, appreciate their efforts. I mean, I'm a parent, I've raised three children. Parenting isn't easy. And I think back to my childhood, there was days and there were seasons that I didn't make it easy for my parents in raising me. Honor your parents for their efforts. Honor your parents for the sacrifice. Did you know to raise a child to the age of 18 will cost you hmm, about 250 
thousand dollars. Maybe we need to honor our parents for the sacrifice they made, the hockey league that they put you in and paid for, the clothes that they bought you, the education that they helped support you in. Honor them for their efforts. Honor them for their sacrifices. Give them your time. You see, aging parents have lots of time. Give them your time, speak to them, call them up, send them an email, sit with them, encourage them, tell them about your day, they want to hear you. You honor them by appreciating them. But then lastly, you honor your, your, your parents as an adult by taking care of them. You see, you're gonna discover as your parents get older that you're gonna to start to parent the parent. And even during this COVID season, some of you, you're out getting the groceries for your aging parent. And, and some of you, you're taking your parents to their doctor's appointments and you're taking care of their finances. You're making the meals. That's the right thing to do. Taking care of your parents might mean that that aged parent will move in with you. That may not be the best scenario, but maybe taking care of your aged parent is making sure they get to a, a good retirement place. But don't, don't forget them. Take care of them. Take care of them. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5, treat older women as mothers and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. And in verse 3, give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. Look at verse 4. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family. Let me slow down. You want to put your religion into practice? Take care. Take care of your aging parents. Look at verse four. And so repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God. Jump down to verse eight. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied their faith and is worse than an unbeliever. When you don't take care of your aging parents, you're denying your faith and you're worse than an unbeliever. You wanna put your religion in practice? Take care of your aging parents. Oh, I've heard it all. I've had some people say to me, I don't have time. I'm too busy. I don't have time. I've got so much on my plate. I cannot take care of my aging parents. Really? Did you have more on your plate and more on your mind than Jesus? I want to show you a scripture in John chapter 19 where Jesus was on the cross carrying the sins of the world, carrying all of the sins of mankind, dying for the sins of all of mankind. He had a lot on his mind. And the Bible records seven sayings on the cross. And one of those sayings is where Jesus honored his mother. His father had probably, his father had already passed away and he's honoring his mother. Let's read it. John 19, 25, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. If Jesus honored his mom when he's dying on a cross. We need to honor our aging parents. As I wrap up this message, I, I, I wanna talk to you in the final few moments because some of you today, you're like, Mark, it's hard for me to honor my mom. It's hard for me to honor my parent today. I, I haven't talked to them in years. 
I, we just don't do that. We, we have no connection and there's, there's layers of, of hurt and you can stay in that hurt or you can today face that hurt and choose to take the higher road of honor and walk in forgiveness and learn to honor the position of parenthood, maybe not the performance, but the position of parenthood, and you can forge a new relationship. Here's what I've discovered. How we honor our aging parents becomes a model for how our children will model us someday when we are aged. Some of you are sitting here watching right now and go, Mark, my parents are gone. They've died. How do I honor my parent when they're gone? You honor their memory. Talk about them to your children and your grandchildren. They want to hear about your parent. Honor them with life-giving words. Share the good of the memory. Find something good that your parents have done and speak that life. And then build memories. Build memories for your children and build memories for your grandchildren. Building a memory helps bring honor. Well, I trust today that this brief message has been helpful for you. I'm landing the plane now, all right? And I trust that these words have been encouraging for you, that this beautiful teaching from God's word about honoring your father and mother is a lifelong command. And with God's help, you and I can do it. Well, in just a moment, we're going to have a wonderful senior lady in our church pray for all of the ladies. Dorcas Shoe, she's a, she's, a, she's a great lady. Her husband passed away and not that long ago, and we miss Eugene greatly. And this family's been in our church for a long time. She's a mom, she's a grandmother, she's a mentor, she's a spiritual mom. And she's gonna pray for every lady. And after she does, there's a few final things I'm going to share. Our Heavenly Father, creator of heaven and earth, on this Mother's Day, we say thank you for the wonderful creation of motherhood. We are thankful for our mothers who have gone on before us, leaving us a wealth of spiritual heritage to follow. We pray you rich blessings of comfort and encouragement to those families as they continue on their life journey today. Rich blessings, Lord, also be upon the mothers who are present with us, either in their sunset years or in the prime of life, be they single or otherwise. May we all know the joy of your love and your care each day. For you never leave us nor forsake us, for we are the apples of your eyes. Thank you, Lord. And today, as mothers, may we be counted worthy to receive our husband's praise. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. And may our children also able to rise up to call us blessed. We are grateful for such rich blessings, Lord. Keep us true and faithful to you. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Wasn't that powerful? Well, thank you, Sister Dorcas, for leading us in prayer. We love you so, so much. Well, in our final moments today, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? If today was the day that you died and you stepped into eternity, do you know beyond any shadow of a doubt 
that you're going to heaven. Heaven is real. And so many times we plan for life on earth, but we don't plan for eternity. And the truth is, we will all live forever. And where will you spend eternity? Heaven is real and hell is real. Jesus said that the way to heaven is through a personal relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through. You can't buy your salvation. You can't work for your salvation. Going to church, giving in an offering, reading your Bible, it's all good. But the way to heaven is asking Jesus Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sins and be the center of your life. Do you know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven? I don't want you to think you're going to heaven. I don't want you to hope you're going to heaven. I want everyone watching today to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven. I believe there's many of you watching right now that you can't answer this question with a definite yes, but today you want to make your peace with God through Jesus Christ. God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus and Jesus loves you so much that he gave his life for you. And so today, if you want to receive Christ in your life, if you want to be included in this prayer of asking Jesus to be the center of your life, I want you to join me as I lead you in this prayer now. Dear Jesus, I ask you into my heart. Please forgive me of my sins. I've decided to follow you, Jesus. I want to live for you and serve you all the days of my life. Today, I receive you in my life. Today, I declare you as my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe that there's many of you today that you prayed that prayer. On some of the platforms where we're presenting this sermon today, you'll see a place where you can indicate that you've accepted Jesus Christ. I want you to indicate that. And if you don't attend a life-giving, Bible-believing church and you live in the Ottawa area, I want to invite you to join us in the journey. And when the day comes that we can come back on site, join us on site. We've got many ministries to help you in your new faith journey. Until then, join us online and reach out to us. We will reach back to you and we will help you in your new faith journey. But if you don't live in Ottawa, you live somewhere in Canada or around the world, and you don't attend a life-giving, Bible-believing church, Reach out to us and we will help you to find a life-giving, Bible-believing church. Well, I want to thank you for joining in today. Next Sunday, we're beginning a three-part sermon series that we're calling Encounter. And we're building up to Pentecost Sunday on the last Sunday of May. And I want to talk to you for three Sundays about Encounter. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit who is in you. And then next Sunday after that, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit who works through you. And then on Pentecost Sunday, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit who comes on you. This is going to be foundational teaching. You're not going to want to miss it. Well, God bless each one of you. Once again, happy Mother's Day. Enjoy the day. God bless you.